0: Welcome to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com.
1: We are back on Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. I'm Russ Coleman, Along with, with me, as always, is Steve Balistrieri today in the Secret Square and Derek Havitz. In this episode, we're going to look back at the Patriots' victory on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. And later on, we will preview the upcoming game for the Patriots on Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. Also, we're going to have some topics. Is If anyone's watching live or sees this on StreamYard, on YouTube, or on any other video platform that we're on, I'm going to ask the question, do we have a quarterback controversy? I don't think so. But, of course, here in New England, that's what people are talking about. So we're going to address that conversation. Okay. Let's not waste any time, Mr. Havens, over to you. I know you have a lot to say. Opening thoughts on the victory.
2: Opening thoughts are that it was a very solid team win for the Patriots this week. I thought that they had contributions from all three phases of the game. Uh, It started early, uh, and it started early with that Kyle Duggar interception. Uh, Really, really uh, poor play by Jacoby Brissett on that to throw that late. But Kyle, you know, made an excellent play, uh, really got momentum going for the Patriots early. I thought from, uh, you know, a prior to the game, we talked about how both run defenses struggled and both run defenses really showed up to play uh, at yeah. both. And um, you know, from, uh, from a Patriots standpoint, I thought that Ramondre Stevenson still had an OK game, uh, but really wasn't look. We were kind of looking for a little bit more there, which made Bailey Zappi's second start even more impressive in my opinion totally I, thought the co- I thought the coaching staff again for the patriots i want to give them credit when i feel like they deserve it and yeah. i mean this for i mean it's for bill patricia judge etc i really like the way they've put bailey zappy in position to succeed for, through his two and a three-quarter starts okay and i thought that in this game specifically bailey zappy's performance was more impressive than his game versus the Detroit Lions and subbing in for the Green Bay Packers on the road. Now, um, I thought that they were having him do things in this game, Russ, that were a lot different than the previous game. And I thought that the way the coaches called this game also showed how much they trust him early on. And an example of that would be, for one, he converted multiple third and long on the first drive alone. For two, he was throwing into the red. he was throwing into the reds, uh, when they were in the red zone they were he was throwing into the end zone that's not something that we saw mac jones do very very much at all his rookie year and so i thought that was that was a nice little show of i think it was a combination of trust in the quarterback also with um i think just the acknowledgement of maybe that they were too uh conservative with mac last year and uh, I thought that defensively, uh, they did a pretty good job in the secondary. I thought the coverage was sticky. Jack Jones, although he was out of position a couple of plays, that luckily the ball was in his direction. Again, really, really nice coverage from the rookie there. We saw Marcus Jones get involved with Jonathan Jones' sidelines. I thought De- Dietrich Wise had a nice job, specifically the guys up front. It really was a nice performance from all three phases.
1: Okay. Derek, why do you think – Ramondre Stevenson had such a hard time running the ball. Do you think it had to do with the uh, strategy from the Browns where they were selling out to yeah, stop the run? Yeah,
2: I, I do. I, I do. I think, I, I just think that the effort was there. I mean, the the, the the holes were clogged. I mean, if you watch, I've watched this game back now three times. And if you watch the game again, it really was just, the, the Browns were just in the right spot to make the plays. I mean, that's all it really was. The previous, and, and maybe it was, a little bit of the fact, I think there was just so much emphasis from both teams. I mean, it was so obvious. Both right. teams want to run the ball really well. The Browns were averaging over 191 yards a game. I, what was it, like 192 and a half, I want to say, Steve? Yep. And, you know, prior to this game, people know the Patriots want to run the ball with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, and I just think when you, that it was probably just a point of emphasis, Russ, for, for both teams, and that's why it, it really shouldn't be a surprise, but... You really have to see it. In the, in, pre, in the prior five games, you hadn't seen it from either team. Both teams really did a nice job uh, stopping the run. I thought that Nick Chubb had a couple of bigger runs in the second half. But really, but really, the Patriots did a really nice they did job, a great kind job of making him, them though. one-sided.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely made them play left-handed because they wanted to mm-hmm. run the ball, Derek. Steve, over to you. Feel free to share your thoughts on what Derek shared, but um, and we'll, we'll talk about the running games because I want to focus on that in just a bit. But just your overall thoughts on the victory?
3: Yeah, um, I, I'm just going to reiterate a lot of the same things he just said. You know, we, <laughs> no we were talking we were talking about this yesterday on the phone, and we both agreed it was a great team victory. I mean, you know, you could you can put your hand on. Several different areas of the game where they just played very, very well. I thought it was an interesting game in the fact that both teams had very, very similar uh, game plans. Both teams like to run the football. Yeah. Both teams made it a premium on stopping the other team from running the football. And then they were going to try to force the game into the opposing quarterback's hands. That worked out very well for the Patriots, not for the Browns. Uh, that, that was the big difference. I mean, you know, they, they did clog some holes. Now the Patriots did break off a couple of nice touchdown runs. There was the 31 yard, uh, draw play, uh, with Stevenson, then the 19 yard, um, jet sweep by Tyquan Thornton, who I'm sure we're going to talk about more later, but you know, the big thing was when the Browns were clogging those holes, it opened up play action passing that we've been clamoring for for six weeks. And, you know, that allowed Bailey Zappi to hit some really nice throws. Um, granted the one long touchdown to, uh, Derek Henry, uh, the, the cornerback fell down, uh, or the safety, I think it is. It was a safety, but yeah, I mean, but I give Derek Henry credit, um, because he made a nice move at the line and he took the you guy. You mean Hunter and- Henry? Yeah, yeah, Hunter Henry. That's, <laughs> that's okay. I like Derek Henry. I'll work. take Derek yeah. Henry too, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I I oh, Hunter Henry. It. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a really solid game. Uh, some great film work by uh, Brian Baldinger. Uh, it came out, I think, last night or early yep. this morning. Mm -hmm. where he talked about the Patriots' defense and how they were clogging the lanes. And, again, it wasn't any one specific guy. It was just team defense. You know, they had guys that were shooting the gaps. He, He mentioned Adrian Phillips a couple of times, Juwan Bentley, Matthew Judon, you know, Carl Davis, Christian Barmore. When you have many guys showing up in your run defense, that means the team was locked in and they were locked on. And they were, you know, uh, executing the game plan perfectly. So, you know, all of those things contributed. Special teams contributed as well. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those games where they had a great game plan coming in. And they executed it very well. And I I thought the coaching staff on the offense, and I'm sure we're going to get into that too.
1: We absolutely will. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, when when the Browns were selling out to stop the run, they they reacted quite quickly and made adjustments to get Zappy in a position to be successful. And that was the major difference. I mean, the Browns weren't successful. Browns never really adjusted, Steve, honestly. Well, you know, uh, I, I was talking with Michael Hurley yesterday. Uh, and, you know, he said that he thought that early interception kind of threw Jacoby, you know, um, reset for a, a kind of a loop. And he thought that affected him the rest of the game and it could very well have, I mean, he completed less than 50% of his passes. So it, it, it good-
2: did, it did definitely affect him in my opinion, watching the game a few times, but I, I would also say I thought the play calling did him no favors. I mean, really, I just, I I mean that first interception for example Steve I mean he's he went left he's throwing across the field across his body that throw was late I mean it was on him but also it's like Kevin Stefanski I mean there's like four or five guys in the whole league who can make that throw I mean that's not a throw that a back quarterback makes I mean that's 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 Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers category territory it it was a weird way to open the game just from the jump
3: yeah and uh you know, our, our two tight ends, as, as Claire points out in the comments section, Lots of good they had room, their dude. best game a, as a as a pair. I mean...
1: Uh, yeah, I have to share it, guys. I have to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jonu yeah. Smith made a play. That's, that's how good yeah. Bailey Zappi is. He's even bringing the best out of Jonu Smith. <laughs> and it, was, it actually wasn't that great a pass. No, it really wasn't. But it was a good play by Jonu. Yeah. I mean,
3: he adjusted on the ball in the air. And then, you know... He, he broke a tackle right there and, you know. So on the tight down. ends, and I don't mean
2: to interrupt you, Steve, but while we're talking about it, I did think it was interesting, and we heard this from a couple of different reporters this week on the beat, that Hunter Henry revealed after the game that he had been dealing with a shoulder injury in the offseason, and he just started feeling better this week. And I thought that was interesting because we really haven't seen Hunter Henry for the first third of the season. I mean, it's been a really quiet start. This is someone who had a really good year last year, had nine touchdowns. I thought him kind of revealing that information, it makes me wonder if he was kind of playing hurt and they weren't maybe utilizing him as much because he wasn't operating at 100%. I don't want to say he was like a quote unquote decoy because that seems disingenuous, but he wasn't, he wasn't really in the mix. And for him to have a good game, saying that he finally kind of felt better this week. I just thought it was interesting, kind of a peek behind the curtain. I don't think you hear many people say, you know, many Patriots players say much about injuries, but the fact that it was his first big game back, I thought that, you know, it was interesting to see, you know, hopefully it's actually a silver lining to he's going to be contributing a lot more moving forward.
1: Okay. I'm going to share this from Claire. Wouldn't you say it was a read by Zappi that he put it on a safer shoulder something along those lines?
2: You're talking about the johnu smith throw yep um yeah. i i just didn't think it was a very accurate pass i yeah. i mean i i can see where you're coming from claire and you know i guess i could go back and look at it but i mean he had a, he had a good he had a good game zabby had a good game overall i don't want to just i don't yeah. want to discredit him i thought his second half was significantly better than his first half right. um but that throw that throw to me was more about johnu kind of doing what he did in tennessee which is what you know, led him to get such a big contract here in new England. I thought you saw the yards after contact balance, you know um, you know, the elusiveness Uh, he could not run the last defender, but I mean, the way he kind of pinballed around the the first two, I thought was really impressive. And, 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 you know, that really set you up right out of the gate in the second half to, uh, to, to go down and get a scoring drive. I thought that really was a big tone setting drive too. It was a nice play.
1: Okay. Excellent stuff, guys. Let's now focus on the offense. We'll do it in two parts because we're going to talk about the running game. But let's start with the passing game, Steve. And I just want to give you a real thoughts on – and again, I there's a Goldman for you. I'm going to hide that. The offense through the air. So let's focus on the strategy. You had already talked about this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, Zappi had a really, really good game. I mean, you know, he threw for – what was it? Uh,
2: Almost three three hundred two yards, I want to say.
3: Three hundred nine, I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's a really solid game. I don't care who you are or who you're playing. You throw for three hundred yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, oh no, three hundred and one. No, three hundred nine. You were right. Three hundred nine. Oh, it was it. I just looked it up. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm looking at my notes. His quarterback or passer rating was uh, one eighteen point four. So, you know, when you're when you put up those kind of numbers, you've had a a very good day. And I thought he did. And I think it all stems from, you know, because of the running game, they utilize play action passing. And I thought they did it to a T in this game. And that is will freeze the linebackers. And it gives you that that little window over the top of the linebackers between the backers and the safeties that, you know, you can find those open spots. I thought they did that, that, uh, opening catch by, uh, devonte Parker on the, uh, what was it? The first drive. I think yeah, it was great. Yeah. That was, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great catch. That
2: was a great ball. 80, 20, 80, 20. Okay. Yeah. Let me but, ask uh, you this. Steve.
3: Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just thought it was solid all around, you know, um, Jacoby Myers. I mean, they had four guys with over 60 yards. And five them.
2: guys with four catches. Yes. Yeah.
3: So that that tells you that Zappy was seeing the field very well because he was spreading it around. Well, you know, let me ask he wasn't you this. Locked, he wasn't locked into any right. one guy. He was, he was spreading the ball around. He was. Th- that is, uh, for a rookie in his second start, that's really, really good stuff right there. That shows how prepared he was for this, and I, I thought it spoke volumes about the game plan. They okay. they had certain packages that they wanted to utilize in this game against Cleveland, and I thought they did a really good job of that. I mean, I, I talking with Derek yesterday, I, he said at one point, I think it was in the second half, he was 17 or 21. I mean, that's yeah. really
1: he that's sees the, the field very well. Let's just give yeah. him that. He does. Oh, absolutely.
2: And he sees, it, he sees you know, it very
1: well. He moves he, in the pocket. He very moves well.
2: in the pocket well. He sees the field well. I think he has, I think his decision making has been good. I think his ball placement, for the most part, there was probably oh. about four. There's probably about four balls in this game yeah. that I didn't love where the ball was thrown. But I'll give him, I'll give him the leeway that it's just kind of. Little inexperienced, you know, just kind of getting his feet. The grounding throw
1: pissed me off. I hate to go there, guys, but yeah,
2: no, I mean, look, it's not perfect. I think, but you, we have gone from rookie backup exceeding expectations into a little bit of silly season, and I don't. That's what we're going
1: to talk about in a second. Yeah, and I'll table the rest of the thoughts
2: for it, but. I do think people have to kind of you keep some things in, in in context here, but I did think this game specifically as a whole was better than his last performance and and, and his his oppor- not his opportunity has grown, but so have kind of the stakes a little bit with yep. more and more action. And I think he's risen to those challenges. Um well, and I really liked I, I and I let off the show with this, but I, I really thought the coaching staff showed a lot of um, trust in him. You know, especially in the second half, that people. I, I know this was a. This ended up being a. What was it? A, a two score game here. It wasn't end, a but two
1: score game. It really
2: wasn't. It really was a tight. It was a tight game going all yep. the way through. And the fact that you know he was doing some of these things, Russ, that we just didn't see last year. I mean, we didn't see with Mac that them do that. And I'm. And I know. I'm, and I'm I'm not saying that. I, I I've said that now twice. I'm not saying that as like some kind of like oh the coaching staff trusts Bailey Zappy more than Mac Jones. That's not what I'm saying. I think that they realized they were probably a little too conservative last year, and I think yep. this year they have said, you know what, Zappy's doing a good job. Let's let the guy. Let's let the guy chuck it around a little bit. Right, and and, and they
1: let him do that. Derek, but I want to mention this because I, I want to talk a little bit about this in the middle of the show when we talk about the draft class, okay? Because the draft class, I think, is stepping up. And I think a huge contributor, not just in this game, but hopefully moving forward, is Tyquan We've The three mm. of us have been in agreement. This is huge for the Patriots, okay? What we saw from him, I think, is just the tip of the iceberg, Derek. And the fact that I said this to Steve a couple of weeks ago – I know it's a small thing, but the fact that they probably worked a lot together this summer probably has helped the development of both.
2: Yeah. And they and they and they look, they I thought that this showed a lot of trust in him last week, kind of getting him on the field. And I thought this week, another clear example. Uh he's he was on the field a lot. He was playing a lot that the I'll do the the second touchdown first. The end around was a clear effort to get him the ball. And right. you saw why he, he got the ball and what was it? 17, 19. It was, it was 19. Under, just 19 yards. And he, he, he did it in about a second and a half and it looked like the defenders were not moving, you know, at, at full speed. It was, it was an impressive show of um it was an impressive show of athleticism and speed there and something quite frankly, they, they really need on the offense. The first play Russ, I thought, uh, or the first touchdown I should say, I thought yeah. the touchdown, he had a lot of, um, for the release was nasty. I did think that there were a couple of times watching him very closely, um, watching walking the film back that he did have a little bit of wasted movement on some reps uh, at the line, but we know that his release game is really important to him. He loves Devonte Adams. That's who we studied a lot coming into the league. And I thought that touchdown, that first touchdown catch, you could see it. I mean, it was really clean off the line. Um, he has a, he has a really nice smoothness to his game. And um, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table the rest of the way.
1: Okay, excellent stuff. All right, now let's focus on the situation with the running game. We talked a little bit about it, Steve. And uh, you and I talked about this between us, that the Brown strategy was here just to stop the run. They were going to do it. They were going to sell out to stop the run. And thankfully, the Patriots adjusted in the passing game. But what did you notice here? You know, listen, there were a few runs from – Ramondre stevenson but beyond that he really couldn't run did this have more to do with what the browns did or did the patriots did they not do enough to get that running game going was, was there really nothing that they could do i'm curious your thoughts on this
3: oh i don't think it was anything to do with the patriots or stevenson i just thought you know cleveland you know they made it their game plan they were going to force the game into Zappy's hands and i thought for the most part, they they did a really good job on that. I mean, you know, until Mac Jones's kneel downs at the end of the game, they they still got over 100 yards rushing, and you know, uh, a bunch of that, almost half of that, was on two runs from Stevenson and and Thornton. The rest of the game, they they found you know the the going rather tough. Uh, Stevenson added a second touchdown from six yards out, but that was like near the end of the game. But, you know, um, Hey, give Cleveland credit where it's due. They have some solid dudes up front and they made sure they were playing close to the line to take away that running game. And, um, I, I don't think it was anything game plan or on Stevenson. He ran all game long. So, you know,
1: okay, excellent. How about you, Derek? What are your thoughts about what the Browns did here? Is is it really more to do with the Browns, just like Steve said?
2: Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to give credit for teams making the appropriate adjustments. In this game, in this plan, it was really more of a game plan thing. And I thought the Patriots, like I said, did did the same thing. It was clearly an emphasis to... I mean, is it? It's not rocket science to be like, let's take Nick Chubb out of the game and put the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands. And I would say the same thing for the Browns. Let's Stevenson's have been a good back. I, I wouldn't. He's not certainly not as accomplished um, as as someone like Nick Chubb, but right. you know, you're. Bailey Zappies in his second start, his third overall game action, and yeah, let's put the ball in his hands. I think both teams had the same game plan going in, and I give credit to the players who executed. I thought it was really good. Like I said, there was a couple plays. I mean, so, certainly, I know. I know the Browns would like to have that scamper back by Stevenson to the you know near side end zone um, run, and and I know that there was a, there was probably three four runs in that second half where I thought Nick Chubb had a good seven eight yards at a clip, and look, Stevenson had four yards to carry, but. It certainly didn't feel like that. It just, I I think that we all expected going into the game that they both teams would have a little bit more success running the ball. And I thought that the difference in the game was Bailey Zappi was better than Jacoby Brissett.
1: Okay. Cool stuff there, Derek. All right, Steve, right back over to you. Let's talk about the Patriots defense. And uh, I thought they were dominant in this game. I know what Derek was saying, that Nick Chubb had a few runs that were decent runs, right? But beyond that, they did an excellent job, but not just in the running game. I thought in the passing game they did a phenomenal job as well. This is a total team defense game, Steve. So I think that the defense is legit. I think ultimately they'll be judged by when they play the Bills. Let's just call it what it is, to how far they progressed. But if we're looking at it in a snapshot for the season, they keep getting better and better. And what's awesome about watching the defense, it they're getting Players, they're going to all different types of players coming involved. It's not just one player they are depending on. It's really team defense here and a lot of young players. That, to me, is what's so encouraging about this defense. I'll give you first crack at it and then
3: I'll go to Derek. Yeah, I mean, again, you, you look at the run defense, you know, uh, uh, at the outset. And they had just, injuries, by the way. Let's also mention that. Yeah, I mentioned a bunch of guys' names in the run defense, Dietrich Wise you know, Christian Barmore, Carl Davis, Adrian Phillips, Matthew Judon. Um, you know, those, those guys, it, it shows that the the team was locked in. They had the game plan, you know, they knew what they wanted to do. They executed it. They didn't leave any gaps open for Chubb to, you know, to, uh, to find and, and get into that second level for the most part. So, <clears throat> that it was excellent. And, you know, once again, the pass rush, I mean, it showed up, it was spread out, you know, Matthew Judon didn't have a sack this week, but they still got four sacks. I, you know, and the fact that Judon, they're monitoring his snaps this year, I think is key for the defense down the road because they have guys like Anthony Jennings now, Jennings came in. Yeah. He had a half sack and three quarterback hits. I mean, and he's stout against the run. Josh so, Uche didn't play, Steve. I right. don't know if he's dealing yeah, with Yeah, but, the, like you it. know, uh, Jelani Tavai, th- these are the kind of games Jelani that – Jelani Tavai, Steve. Yeah, well, um, against a team like this where you have a big physical offensive line and they like to run the football, this is a perfect game for Jelani Tavai and, you know, Jawan Bentley because – You know they can tee off in the running game, and when they play, you know teams like this with the power running scheme, you'll see a lot of those guys. So I thought overall the defense played well, and you can't say enough about the secondary. You know, uh, how many open receivers
1: did you see, Steve? Honest, throughout not too many.
3: There was a few times. I think, like Derek said early, Brissett missed a few guys, but you look at it overall in the secondary. You know, Jalen Mills still isn't a hundred percent. Jonathan Jones was out, and they, you know, they were playing two rookies for a lot of this game. <laughs> two rookies. And they did, they did not look lost. No, you know, they they were, uh, they were very good in coverage. Yeah, there was some hiccups. It's going to happen with rookies, right? But, but, you, but you how know, many
1: assignment issues did they have, Steve? We didn't see any of that.
3: No, Kyle Dugger is breakdowns. Cal Duggar's turning into a star now. Yep, yeah, I
1: agree, Steve. I agree, and that's fantastic, Derek. Over to you because I know we're obviously talking about the uh, running game, but for me, the passing game is is the situation that we really need to look at, and the fact that they're getting contributions from two rookies in the defensive passing game is phenomenal. I know it's a small sample, but. This is something to be encouraged by that I don't think we've seen in the past. The big thing for me is that there aren't any communication breakdowns. There's no, as Steve said, yes, there were open receivers. But whenever there was a catch, there was someone right there. And that, to me, is good team defense in the passing game.
2: Yep. And I, I, I couldn't agree more with what Steve said and, and sentiments that you've shared. I thought that it's it's been really encouraging. We've gotten a lot of nice contributions from this rookie class as a whole for this Patriots team this year. And we needed guys to emerge. Russ, if you remember, you know, us talking about our schedule predictions, you know, I had said that if they're going to, you know, get closer to your prediction than mine, yep, they were going to have to have guys emerge, right? And... us. Yes. They, they have had guys emerge. They have. they and, and, and we've seen Jack Jones play a much bigger role than I thought a lot of us expected to. And again, there was twice that I saw when I watched the game back where he was really, really um, out of position because he was trying to make a play. But the ball didn't come that direction, so it didn't matter. I thought his coverage as a whole has been terrific and he was on the hip pocket of a lot of different people moving around. I love the edge he brings. He was really really fired up talking to the crowd, talking to the other team you know, I I think that the way that you've seen Marcus Jones get integrated. Now I do understand Jonathan Jones wasn't playing. So they are, they're a guy down, but Marcus Jones getting integrated, Bill Belichick's not going to put a rookie on the field that he doesn't have confidence in. If they didn't have confidence in Marcus Jones, they would have had another veteran move in in his place. Right. So I I agree with that. So, so Mm -hmm. this wasn't an emergency situation. They knew Jonathan Jones was going to be out leading into the game. So, to me, the fact that you see Marcus Jones kind of get his feet wet on special teams, now work his way in there. Um, as Steve said, Kyle Duggar's turning into a star before our eyes. Obviously, there is still a couple issues with coverage, but I think as a whole, he's he's been a really, really solid player this year. I mean, just making plays consistently. Who hits harder than Kyle Duggar? And I, name one, and I'll, and and, uh, and I'll see if I I'll agree with you because he the guy hits like a Mack truck. I mean, my biggest problem with this Patriots defense right now is the linebacker play. Uh, and I think in this game they've they've been better than the previous. But the linebacker play to me is still a little bit of a concern. But from a safety standpoint, cornerback standpoint, defensive line edge, they've done a nice job, I think, so far in the early part of the season with some tough assignments and some tough running, specifically in the running game. And um, you know, in the passing game, this week they really showed out.
1: Okay, Derek, listen, on this show we've talked a lot about this player. What is he doing on the Patriots? Is it time for us to give a little credit to Jelani Tavai?
2: Absolutely. Yep, it is. It is. And, you know, I I, I, I think that myself and really all of us, I don't want to speak for you too, but oh, you I, can speak I, for me. I, I mean, I think we all were wondering along with a lot of the fans. In like, the pre-season, who is it? What the hell is this guy doing here? Who does he have pictures of? Why is he on this team? And I think we've seen – over the past few games. Now, I'm not going to try to make him out to me more than what he is, but so far, he the player I've seen in Jelani Tavai is someone who can set the edge and can remain competitive in coverage and really solid against the run. And they had him they had him on TJ Hawkinson on an island on a couple yeah. of plays last week, which TJ Hawkinson, one of the better young tight ends in this league. Then this week you see him stand up somebody on the edge. You see him, you, you see him kind of move around to a couple different spots. I mean, he's been solid. I, I, I would like this, I, I think he's a player where you have him in a certain role. Maybe if you ask him to do too much and you start to see some exposed warts. But I think in his role on the edge, he's been a really nice surprise for this Patriots front seven. They've needed yeah. his contributions, especially with the way they're rotating Matthew Judon and kind of right. keeping him fresh for the pass rush. I agree. All
1: right, Steve, over to you. Let's talk about one of my favorite subjects, the coaching staff. Now we are what a little bit into the season. And of course this has been the number one storyline, the number one (laughs) storyline from the spring to the summer. And even now, because uh, some people aren't liking the positivity coming from talking about the coaching staff, but they played a significant role on both sides of the ball I'm not sure about special teams, but we'll talk about offense and defensive coaching. It has been uh, very good the last couple of weeks. What are your thoughts about the role of the coaches in this game?
3: Well, I thought, you know, uh, you know, no one game plans better than Bill Belichick. You know, um, you know coming into the game, I, I was reading all the national preview guys and they were all saying that, you know, they're not going to be able to stop Cleveland's running game. The Patriots <laughs> are not a good running defense. Well, Bill Belichick game plans away for them. And I give credit to Steve and uh, Gerard, Gerard Mayo as yeah. well in that, you know, they came up with a game plan where they were going to take it away. You know, that running game and they held them to 122 yards under their season average. Cleveland only got 70 yards. So that, I mean, that's a really good game plan and that was executed perfectly. I think I've said that like four times now, but um, <laughs> offensively again, I mean, you know, the, uh, getting back to your initial question, there was a lot of questions all spring and summer yeah, and it's centered around the play call and the play caller and I haven't seen any issues whatsoever with the play calls.
1: Maybe in the first game, maybe we could go back to the to the Dolphins game where we had some questions, or Derek the Green Bay
3: game. Then maybe they were too conservative at the they, end. Of yeah, the game. and and I think maybe that had more to do with the rookie quarterback. Than yeah, anything and the situation
2: else. they were in, down to their yeah. third string quarterback yeah, I, I, in, a, in, a, I think, in a tough place to play.
3: I think if Marcus Jones returns that that punt in overtime to midfield, and Mac Jones is in there, they're slinging it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I That's I certainly believe that. I point. just think that you know they they were too conservative because of Zappy being okay. his first NFL
2: game. I but thought he- that the play design in this game specifically, you know, and, and and I and I said last week, I said I think I think it was last week or the week before. Okay. I think it's going to take a little bit of time yep. for Patricia to get comfortable in this role, and. He's done a good job, I think, with the play calls. I think the question has been creativity. I thought you saw Russ. I thought you saw more creativity in this yep. game. I really do. I, I and and I'm not going to be one of. I, look, I I stand by. I stand I stand by how I felt during the summer. It's yep. not like anybody's first pri- like first. Um, how do I say this? It's not like anybody would be pounding the table because they want Matt Patricia or Joe Judge to be the play caller. But I'm also not going to sit here and say that yeah I did disagree with the decision over the summer. But I'm also not going to sit here and say yeah they haven't done a good enough job. I think the offense has been good. I mean the yes. Patriots lead the NFL in point differential the last three weeks. That's and great. I know they I I understand that they're two and one over the last three weeks, and I understand that they've beaten two of the worst defenses in the league over the past two weeks. I but all but that you can also still give them credit for being. For, for playing well, and I right. do think both cool things can be true. Now, here's here's my biggest problem with the Patriots right now, and something that we've seen for the last couple of years that we need to see improvement of. Right now, the Patriots are taking advantage and beating bad teams. But they're not able to get over the hump for the good teams. They fall. They they gave Baltimore a tough shot. They fell short. They gave Packers a tough shot. They fell short. Although I'm not sure how good Green Bay is. They they've made the Lions look stupid. They made the Browns look stupid on occasion. Um, you know, we need to see this team kind of get over the hump a little bit in terms of when they play a good team. Can they? actually kind of execute and close now they would it be close. a
1: shocker to say that the jets might be a good team
2: i think <laughs> the jets might be a better team than the packers i i don't know but okay. here's the problem I, with I the, jets, we'll though, find too. Out. the jets the jets have had let have highest, a good coach
1: by the way i, I want to say this right now i think they have a very good coach Robert, so I, I disagree
2: but i but oh, i i okay. i don't i think they have him i think right i think put it this way ross i think he's gonna be a fine coach as long as they win <laughs> Let's, yeah. put it, let's put it that okay. way, okay. Hey, I, I, know, I, don't when, know, if when I you look at Roberts the big picture of that,
3: that. I mean, Go they didn't it. just beat Green Bay.
2: Oh no, it was a dismantling.
3: They, yeah, they they stomped them in in yeah. Lambo.
2: So and here's the thing, though, too, guys. That when defense team is like legit. Jets, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And when you're a team like the Jets, they have the highest percentage of snaps from players who were under the age of 23 or younger in the league. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, when you're when you're a team like that. And they're going to be a good team, you know. They're they're really moving in the right direction. If they have the quarterback, they are going to be a competitor in the next year or two. Oh,
1: absolutely. Here's, I agree. here is the
2: thing, though. When you are a young team like that right now, you kind of have a double edged sword. I think you saw the sharp end, <laughs> the real sharp end against Green Bay. I think you'll have some games where some guys are going to make some mistakes because they're. Just oh, I young. agree.
1: I agree, Derek. When you depend on a very, very young core like that, very young, yeah, it's going to take time, but. If they got the quarterback right, and we don't know that yet, if they got it right, then they got something. If they don't,
2: then... but all four of the draft, the four highest draft picks in this last class, have all made contributions early and they've all played really well. And yeah. so you, go, you look full at them credit. and you say, Well, they've been impressive. And, yeah, full, full and, and, to them. and to the same idiots like myself who thought the Patriots had a mediocre draft, I mean, they're looking dumb too. So, oh, you know, Derek, I,
1: I, that's I, interesting that you say that because <laughs> guess what? My next topic is. Is it no, time it's already to call early. the latest draft class a success? Too early. It's too early, Steve. Too I early. don't think it's too early. I, well, I thought we waited a couple don't. of
2: years
3: for us. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's still early, but okay. the the initial prognosis is much better than yep. people were giving it credit for because back in April, it wasn't just locally. It, it was, was nationally. Nationally, shit. people were saying they had the worst draft in the NFL, and all of those rookies contributed, except for Andrew Stuber, who's out for the season. But, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone they drafted is is playing a role. That's right.
0: That's. I mean, right. hey, and I- look
2: at it. You know, I, I – obviously, I said this to Steve yesterday off the air. I didn't dislike Cole Strange. I just disliked where they took him because I just don't – like the guard in the first round thing. We've been over that. I don't need to go down we that road. have row, to go we, back to that. But though. Steve and I talked about <laughs> Cole Strange multiple times in our pre draft process. Okay. Yep. Taekwon Thornton is a guy that we talked about being compared to. We're at an airfield all of a sudden. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, what's going Ty, on there, Steve? Ty, Ty, Tyquan Thornton. All of you know we're talking about being compared to guys like Sky Moore, George Pickens, Alex Pierce because the, because the cluster in which they were drafted. Right. Tyquan Thornton has looked good early. Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. We talked about some of these guys. Like they they have, they're getting contributions up and down from their from their from their guys, and they're getting key roles too. And so yeah, you have to be happy with the early returns. I mean, yeah. this is how you you flip a roster you have to you have to hit on the draft right but
1: Derek I know I'm focusing on this draft class but we could even talk about the last couple of draft classes we're now seeing real returns from Kyle Duggar okay Kyle Duggar is is the real deal and I think we're seeing other players step up again Josh Uche hasn't really been the real deal yet maybe now we're seeing it from Anthony Jennings I don't know yet but this class the fact that they're all contributing and Steve has said this is huge. This is huge. I think I mean, it's a it, success, it really, but I know what you guys are saying.
2: In the if you they, want to see more, assuming Mac Jones is the quarterback that they move forward with, assuming that's the play, yeah, and Bailey Zappi is the backup, which is okay by the way, people. Assuming that's the case, their last two drafts have been stellar. You right. know, I it really last year's class is going to depend a lot on Mac Jones, but. Even if it doesn't, and you just look at Christian Barmore and Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson. two really good players. I mean, I mean they they have done a nice job the last few years, you know, kind of kind of zoning in. But they, you know, they need some. They still need some contributions here, and the quarterback's a big one. I mean, and and, and look, I think it's Mac Jones. I don't think it's Bailey Zappi, but but um, you know, I. I'm wondering if, if Mac gets back on the field this week because we're starting to enter silly season for both the media and the fans here. Oh, yeah. And I think it's time for I think it's I think it's time for Mac to get back onto the field.
1: Right, right. And we're gonna talk about that in just one second. But before we do, before we move on from this, and I was thinking about this, Steve, when I look at this draft class or even the last few draft classes, and we go before that. And we look at the strategy that the Patriots had in in the draft classes that failed, and several of them really failed. But part of that, Steve, was a strategy to win now, which, again, was for Tom Brady. Let's call it what it was. They got rid of a lot of draft picks for wide receivers to help Brady, and it didn't work. And the Patriots paid dearly for this. They really did, and it is still affecting them to this day. But but to bring it full circle, now you're seeing what a good draft class can mean for the Patriots moving forward. For those who don't think the Patriots are heading in the right direction, I think this class, if it pans out the way I think it's going to pan out, shows that they're on the right path.
3: Absolutely. I had muted myself. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I mean, y- you look at the contributions. I mean, like Derek said earlier, you know, Belichick does not like to play rookies, uh, you know, in in key spots. Uh, and, you know, he basically – and I'll caveat that. Offensive and defensive linemen, he'll, he'll throw them right into the mix. But other than that, they kind of like to ease those other guys in. And – You know, the fact that they trust these young guys enough. And a lot of them were, you know, guys that weren't highly considered good draft picks when they picked them up. Right. So, you know, I I look at the overall picture of what this last draft class. I mean, they're they're already contributing. I think that's that's huge. And, you know, yeah, there's still a long way to go with them. But the fact that they're playing meaningful snaps right now. And they're performing very well. I think that's that's huge for them. It is huge. It's huge. Before and we move
1: on, Steve, I'm sorry, I do have to share this comment from our friend Claire. I, I I just have to share this. Okay. The 2018 draft class had a nice gem. I think she's talking about Ryan Izzo, who, if I don't remember, I think I remember is not in the league anymore right now. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Sorry, Claire. Yeah, I know that
2: that's the hill that you're going to I honestly die on. need to look up the 2000. 2000- oh, God. This draft was so bad. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, I mean, hey, they got Jawan Bentley out of it. Solid. I mean, oh, God, Isaiah okay. Wynn, Sony Michelle, yeah. Duke Dawson, Christian okay. Sam, Danny Etling, Keon Croson, Okay,
1: okay, okay. Let's move on. We don't have to talk about Braxton that
2: Berrios, Ryan Izzo. Just, just, just it, horrible. Okay, so she was <laughs> going for Ber- turned
3: into a good player. I mean, he, he turned into a fine a, player. He did. Yeah, he okay. didn't get a, a a long enough shot here, but I oh, mean,
1: oh, here we go with here we go. Okay, thank you, Claire. Okay. And I didn't share that. You 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 must have shared that. I there, did right? share it. Sorry, okay. I, just, okay. I couldn't All right. resist. All right, that's fine. Okay, one final topic, and then we're gonna do a quick preview of the Browns game, guys. So I started the show, and I called the show. Do we have a quarterback controversy, Derek? I've watched too much football. I know a backup when I see it. I think he's going to be a very good backup in this league. And I'm glad that he's able to do what he's doing. But is this really just a quarterback controversy for the sake of having something to talk about? Because I think I know enough football to know that
2: he's a backup. It depends on who you talk to. I mean, for me, for me, Russ, I agree with you. I mean, I it it the frustrating thing is that. It's like you have to disparage Matt. <laughs> it's like you have to disparage Bailey Zappi. And I don't want to sp- do that, by yeah, the way. Exactly, cuz he's played well. Like he's he's done exactly what you wanted him to do. I just don't understand how we went from wow, rookie Bailey Zappi has exceeded expectations and played well in a tough spot to Mac Jones shouldn't be the starter anymore. I just don't look at I mean, but but you People want to talk about Brady Bledsoe like this is 20 years ago. It's not the same thing. It's not even kind of really comparable. Right now, you have a situation where Mac Jones had a kind of an unfortunate injury. It was, you know just one of those things. And Bailey Zappi came in and really has done a nice job. I've been really impressed, especially what we saw after the preseason. I mean, Jesus, when we were, I'm in the stands in Green Bay and I'm watching Bailey Zappi come onto the field and I'm thinking he's going to throw four or five picks. He stood up tall in the pocket and he's played well. And guess what? He went from hundred yards to 200 yards to 300 yards. Each game progressively better. Each game doing more and more yep. better, you know, better brewing through his progressions, better, you know, presence in the pocket. I mean, just he's done a really good job, and I think you can say hats off to him. I yeah. still think that Mac Jones is the better player, and I oh, do think I, he's. And I don't really think it's that close. Um, I know that some people disagree. I'll, just a little, just a quick little aside. Go ahead. For example, my father calls me uh, right after the game on Sunday. He was out. He's out of town on vacation. He calls me and he goes, "I don't think they can go back to Mac Jones until Bailey Zappi shows that he um, he doesn't deserve it." And I go, "I heard that on the
1: radio today."
2: Yeah, and so I think that there are some people who feel that way, and I get it. I do understand. Like, hey, the Patriots were one and three, or one and two, I guess, and they inevitably lost a third before Mac Jones yep. got hurt. They were they were one they were one and two or whatever when when Mac Jones got hurt. Now they're three and three. Yep. I'll just say this: look at the competition that Mac was playing versus what Bailey's played the last couple of weeks, right. and look at what Mac was asked to do versus what Bailey was asked to do. I'm hoping and Steve and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, I'm hoping the coaching staff has also kind of learned Mm -hmm. with their play calling and the way they're kind of moving things around that, Hey, yeah, we're having Bailey Zappi kind of do a lot of things that Mac did last year. Well, Mac flourished in what he did last year. And they're doing things with Bailey Zappi, like a lot of play action they didn't do with Mac. I'm hoping that there's some kind of middle ground here where they, when Mac Jones get back, gets back in the game, he looks a little more comfortable. I think Mac's going to be back this week, and I think that he will be just fine after that. I, I do think the Bailey Zappi thing's a nice story. The only people, in my opinion, who are calling it a controversy are people who have just too much time to fill in their radio stations.
1: OK, Steve, would you agree with that?
3: Absolutely. Once again, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the bottom line is people trying to to push this narrative like it's 2001. You got to remember that, you know, the, uh, during that time, Brady played. I think it was nine games before Bledsoe was happy, uh, healthy. So I almost said happy, sappy. Um, you know, that, that's a much bigger, yep. you know, section of football, right. You know, that you're looking at that the team was playing. This is only two weeks. So, uh, I think it's much too early. I do disagree with you, Russ, that he's, uh, he's going to be a backup forever. We don't know. I, I know mean, you said
1: that on a prior show. So that's why I'm glad that you're saying that you,
3: yeah, we want, don't know. You, yet. you want I to mean, give him the
1: benefit of the doubt that he could, he could become something. And, and to your credit, Steve, you have a right to say that because players do improve. So right, and
3: if this is, you know, where he's starting from, it's pretty
2: darn good. It's <laughs> where like, I'm sitting. Now, Let me ask you well, guys this I, though, too. Like, let's say that Mac Jones is out the next two weeks. And now you got a Monday night game, and then you have a game. I think it's in New York versus the Jets, I want to say. the Jets, yeah. So let's say Bailey Zappi plays the next two weeks, and he continues to play well. I mean, maybe we can have a conversation then because right now we don't – because then the information changes, right? I mean, like, I, I, for example, I thought this Browns game was a little more eye-opening than the Detroit game because I thought he played better. I thought thought what he was doing was harder. And right. I, I and I thought he again rose to the challenge. If it continues to happen that way, then maybe we can have a conversation. Well, I still right. think right now it's 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 not really in the fold. It it's just not be. a controversy
3: right, right now. Now no, down the no, road, but, I'm not saying it can never happen, but you know, right now this is Jones's team now.
2: Right? Do you guys think that? Let's say this. Let's say Mac Jones comes back this week, and the team goes one and two over the next three games, and he continues to turn the ball over and he struggles. I mean, does Bill go to Zappy and sit Mac down? I don't know. I again, I, I you know kind of have to see it, but I don't know. I, I I would love to know Bill's honest opinion about the situation because part of me feels like he would say. You know Bailey's done a good job as a backup. Max our quarterback. Yep. The other part of me says he's had an opportunity to back Mac up on, 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 on during several media availability right. sessions, and he really hasn't. So is that because he's not trying to kind of overshadow Zappy, or is he yeah. trying not to spook him? Is like I, I don't I don't know what the logic is there, but I just find it fascinating. I, it, no, it really he, is an interesting conversation. No, Phil it,
3: loves to push buttons. No, so. he does, guys. He does. And, and You know, I th- I think a lot of that. Uh, is going to be pushing Mac a little bit when he comes right. back,
1: right? And listen, I'll be the first to tell you, and then then we're going to do a very quick preview of the Browns game. Is that the
2: Bears? Yeah.
1: I, I'm sorry, the Bears. Sorry, there's the a goal Bears. for you. The, the Bears is that I'm f- fine if Bailey Zappi continues to prove me and Derek wrong. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Please, if you're Bailey Zappi, please keep doing what you're doing. I want you to prove me wrong. And then I'll be the first to say, and I'm sure Derek will say, we were wrong. But the way things are right now, I'm not going to say it because this is what I've seen. This is my knowledge of the game, Derek's knowledge of the game. But if he does what Steve said, listen, we don't know yet. Maybe he'll turn into a, a franchise quarterback. I'll be the first to say I was wrong.
2: And I'm rooting. Look, honestly, it's a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. Uh, it it's been fun to watch these last few games you know you wouldn't think a third a third string rookie quarterback fourth round from an fbs school would be a fun story it's actually been a, a fun story and the, yep. and he's played well and it's it's been honestly exciting to watch him progressively get better yep. and but you can you could acknowledge a good story you can want him to be successful and at the same time acknowledge that he's not as good as the starting quarterback no, he's, i mean that's that's, that's right. just in my opinion Oh, um, at I least at go. least
1: for now. I hear you. All right. Coming up next, we'll do a quick preview of the Bears game and give our prediction.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: just because we are really short on time. Let's just go right to who has the advantage. So let's talk about the bears and the Patriots. When the Patriots are on offense,
3: the bears are on defense in the passing game. Who do you give the advantage to new England? Uh, the, the bears are a mess right now. Oh. Um, and, and I think because of the running game, you know, the, the coaches are, are using more play action. I think they're going to use that to their advantage. And, I think they're going to be able to run the ball better this week, and I do think that they'll be able to throw the ball well this week. I give New England the advantage.
1: Okay, Derek, Mm -hmm. over to you. When the uh, Patriots are on offense and the Bears are on defense, in the running game, who has the advantage
2: I just, I mean, I, I think the Bears are, <clears throat> I have to look, I have to look at the numbers a little bit closer to be honest. I don't know where the Bears rank for run defense, but I know they have a couple of good players up front, including Roquan Smith, but I just like the way the Patriots have run the ball this year. They've really controlled, they've really controlled most games on the ground and I continue to expect it the same way. I'm expecting Ramondre Stevenson to, uh, you know, to take the lead. Again, this week, as it seems like Damian Harris is going to be sidelined for a few weeks. He's only yep. missed one game so far. Um, and I expect the Patriots to be able to control the game on the ground. And that's really their bread and butter. And that's how they want to initiate their offense.
1: Okay. Steve, right back over to you. When the Patriots are on defense and the Bears are on offense in the passing game,
3: who do you give the advantage to? And what do you think of Justin Fields? You know, um, well, first of all, the Patriots have the advantage. I expect them to throw some looks at Justin Fields that he probably hasn't seen before. Mm-hmm. I expect them to get multiple. There was a host
1: here who wanted him on the Patriots. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, what, the, what
2: what they're doing to Ch- in Chicago is coaching negligence. Let me just yeah. say that. And, flat and, out. and a lot of that, <laughs> I mean, last
3: year, his coaches did him no favors.
1: Okay. And
3: I don't really think they're doing him any favors this year. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think he's a bad player. I think he can be a very, very good player. I just don't think he's had coaches that are putting him in a position to win. So I give the Patriots the advantage here. Again, I expect them to get multiple turnovers in this game. Okay,
1: interesting. Derek, over to you. Patriots are on defense and the Bears are on offense in the running game. Who do you give the advantage to?
2: I'll I'll probably go with the Bears here slightly. I was encouraged by the Patriots' performance in the run game versus the Browns. Uh, you want to see more?
1: You want to see more?
2: I, of course, it's just, it's been one game, and I I think David Montgomery's been a good player for Chicago. That's where their offense goes through. Khalil Herbert, yeah. their backup, good solid player. Um, until I see more from the Patriots on the defensive side in the run game, I'll I'll give the I'll give the Bears credit. You know they really want to run the ball. Justin Fields is a threat to run, obviously, uh, and and. Unfortunately, that's really all they have him do, but I'll save that for my next few keys here in a minute.
1: Okay. And before we do that, Claire has to go to dinner, but she wants to give her prediction. Pat's <laughs> 31, Bears 9. Thank you, Claire. It's and, too, too uh,
2: narrow. Too narrow.
1: <laughs> and not only that, we got to get, you know, Claire. Claire, you, again, the picture her, that her you have here, what's going to a better picture you are a beautiful woman. You you look upset in that picture. We, we need a better picture. Claire. I think it's more of like a sassy thing.
2: Like, that, I, I, I kind of like it. Claire, I like the You kind of like or, it? What's for dinner, Claire? We got to know. What's what's going on in the UK for dinner? <laughs> now Hopefully we sound like I'm going I just, I just me, think but... she
1: looks upset in the picture.
3: You know, no, that's, <laughs> so? that, that's her exotic look, you know? Oh, okay.
2: Exotic look. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to I, I love her prediction
3: because it's almost spot on with mine. Wow.
1: Okay. That's it. Okay. Let's see. I did? Okay, well again, who am I? I, I don't know. I'm, I really um, hope
2: people are not only listening to the show because they're gonna have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> we're just interacting with people on this on, on the on the, yeah, uh, the right. YouTube.
1: Oh wow, so I'm just gonna keep on with Claire. Anyways.
2: You're welcome, Claire. Claire?
1: See, Claire, I know women's and, fashion and, <laughs> and uh, women's fashion, I, I guess I was wrong with the picture. Maybe I did say that again. Who who knows? It's it's She's early Alzheimer's class. Fish, fish oh, for
2: dinner. I like fish. Yeah. Oh,
1: fish for dinner. Okay. okay. All right, okay. let's Enough keep it that. Going Jesus. I know, I know, we gotta go. <laughs> uh Derek, over to you. Three keys to victory.
2: Um, all right. Well, my first key, my first key from the Patriots is I'm selling out for the run. I'm putting this game in Justin Fields' hands. The, the Bears do not trust Justin Fields to throw. You guys want to hear something funny? I'm looking through numbers last night. Do you know how many passes Justin Fields has attempted this season? 115. Do you know how many times he's do you, do you know that he's been sacked once every five pass attempts? That's crazy. He is getting killed. His team doesn't put him in good position. they they have nobody to catch the ball. It's just a really, really weak operation all around. From the Patriots, I'm the first priority for me is taking care of the run. That's making sure Fields doesn't get doesn't get to control the game with his legs. That's David Montgomery not getting any momentum. And I, I, if I'm doing that, I'm putting the game in Justin Fields' hands hands second key for me is ju- get out to an er- get get out to an early start because for me if you're the patriots and you can control this game from the jump it's going to be over it's going to be like a boa constrictor kind of just slowly taking the air out of the opponent and if if patriots have the lead i just don't think the bears are equipped to come back from behind and my third key on defense um or oh, my third key is defensively I would like to do something. I forget who just said it a second ago. I think they should really kind of spin the dial a little bit this week and just throw a lot of different looks at him. Justin Fields has only thrown the ball more than 25 times once in six games. So wow. this is a quarterback that in his second year has had a different coaching staff, different system, doesn't have a lot of players around him. They don't, they don't really trust him to throw the ball. It's hard to develop a quarterback, Chicago, when you don't let him throw it. And I to me... He's someone who's going to be a little bit inexperienced in terms of reading certain things. I think if you can disguise coverages, switch from zone to man, kind of just like, you know, flood little things, robber coverages and all that whole, you know, all that. I just think that if you can do that, you're going to get you're going to have some opportunities here to have two, three, you know, turnovers. And I think that will be the ultimately the difference in this game.
1: OK, what's your prediction, Dirk?
2: I'm going to go with Patriots 27, Bears 13.
1: Okay. Steve, over to you, your three keys to victory and your prediction.
2: Yeah, I'm just –
3: because of time constraints, I'm just going to keep with what Derek said because I was agreeing with all of those. The only thing I would have changed would be one of the keys is forced turnovers because I think if they force a couple of turnovers early in this game, this is going to be a runaway really quickly. I think the Bears are a bad team right now, and the faster you put them down – the, the quicker the game gets away from them. Yeah. I think if you let them hang around until late in the game, they're going to think they can steal one on the road. Yep. So, I agree. And my prediction is 31, 13. So, okay, excellent. Well,
1: I'm going to agree with everything you guys pretty much said, and uh, I'm going to go 28 to 10 Patriots. That's going to be my prediction. And we'll see what happens. Great cool. show. As always guys, great show, Derek, you are bringing it as always. And Steve, thank you so much for joining me. Derek has a big smile. He's doing his best Rob Nikovich impression. That's I just it. want to mention that. Derek, any final thoughts before we wrap this up?
2: Final thoughts is I'm really curious about the quarterback position this week. Just it seemed like Mac, just in just strictly videos from what we saw last week in practice, it looked like Mac Jones was moving around pretty good. And then there were some reports on Sunday that he looked like he had almost regressed or maybe not. I wonder <laughs> if it was something like he was on some kind of pain management medicine during practice, and he wasn't pregame, and that's why it looked so different. Awesome. I don't know. I, I I would love to see Mac Jones return this week. I Again, I hate to feel like I have to say one thing negative about one guy in no, order I'm- to pump another guy up. I really have enjoyed the Bailey Zappi story. If he plays again this week, I'll be interested to see how he continues to progress at the same time. I think it would be a really nice time for Mac to return from injury Monday night at home kind of a get right game you're playing against one of the worst teams in the entire nfl come back in get this you know hopefully the offense can kind of keep the flow like it's done the last few weeks and build on that i think it would be nice for mac to get his feet wet and get into the offense and kind of have a welcome back before you have a pretty tough a surprisingly tough game the following week on the road versus the jets
3: okay steve yeah um you know, it's, I think this is a, a good opportunity for the Patriots to start stringing some wins together. And like Derek said, you know, uh, that game early in the preseason, we were penciling that in as a win against the Jets. Now that's going to be a much tougher game. That defense, I think, is legit. And they have a really good young running back. So this is an opportunity to start stringing stuff together and build some momentum before – you have to go down there in New Jersey and beat the Jets.
1: Okay, good stuff. All right. Guys, before we go, I'm going to mention this right now. To subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, I'm going to focus a little bit on YouTube. We have a core audience that's been with us for many, many years.
0: And uh, if you, you got,
1: and we want to say thank you. And if you watch or listen to our shows on a regular basis, tell other Patriots fans about us. I actually went on YouTube and was pulling up, YouTube videos of other shows that have a lot more views on YouTube than us that have, again, not been doing it as long as us. Please help us grow this show. I'm going to ask our audience, our core ants, thank you so much for watching and listening. Tell other Patriots fans about us. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube to pastfans.com, please do. And please let others know about us because, um, honestly, um, I was uh, actually a little bit surprised of some other – YouTube channels that do Patriots talk that haven't been doing as long with us having a lot of views and um, we deserve it. We do a great job. And I I just want to just say thank you to everyone that watches and listens to uh, Patriots fourth and two, but I will wrap this up. For Steve Jerry and Derek Havens, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Patriots fourth and two, the official podcast, Pastfans.com.